1: Welcome to a Football Friday edition of the Two Guys at a Mike Show. Thank you so much for joining us here. Beautiful, if not slightly cold and snowy Friday here in the fine city of Chicago. We hope you're enjoying your day, whatever destination you might be listening to this semi-dysfunctional show from. I remind David, we haven't said this for a while, but uh, we got to remind ourselves and of course our uh, large listening audience that this show is being cast out via the internet. Can be heard in seven different continents and also parts of Buffalo Grove and Lombard as well. 888-463-6748. 888-463-6748. If you happen to be in the continent of North America, that's the phone number that you can get through, 888-463-6748. If you are in one of the other six continents, I believe you've got to hit a few other digits first. We'll see if we can dig that up. Football Friday, four big pro football games this weekend. We will talk about them. Got to make sure we get the official spreads set. We're going to play Beat the Schmoes. we got a lot of fun. Let's listen to a little bit of the Talk Zone award-winning music, and then we'll kick this sucker off. hot coffee before we uh, get it going one more little caffeine kick to register in we do not have the big dog on the line is that correct are right, waiting to hear from the big dog again our phone lines are open you want play co-host temporarily you can do that and as we say often if you're a, a good caller we enjoy you we are more than happy to eliminate one of the other hosts here you you could be a co-host here in the two guys in a mic show i'm not sure if it's myself or the big dog that would be gone. But believe me, if you got talent, if you're pretty good on the air, we will take you. 888-463-6748. Big football weekend coming up. Couple of games tomorrow, couple of games Sunday. First of all, David Olson, let's make sure, let us make sure before people make their beat the Schmoes football picks and we now, and we go over our analysis that we have the point spreads correct. And from what I'm noticing is there is a lot of half a pointers. On the point spread. New Orleans, San Francisco is three and a half. It's up to four. We're going to go with four. It's four. Okay. Denver and New England, 13 and a half. Correct. Houston and Baltimore, seven and a half. Correct. And, and the favorites there, of course, are New England and Baltimore at home against Houston. And the final game, uh, the one a lot of people are really looking forward to, the momentum blasting New York Giants. Can they keep it coming against the Green Bay Packers? The point spread there also. Seven and a half at Green Bay. Are those the uh Yep, those are the official okay. point spreads. The only one that's
0: moved all week is that New Orleans San Francisco game.
1: Okay, and it moved to half a point. So the uh, guys who set the spreads at the beginning of the week did a pretty good job. Looking that way. Interesting. The big dog were here, by the way. Oh, he is here. Uh, all
2: right. Well, uh, Andrew, that... which, so where is the San Francisco New Orleans spread did it go to three or to four?
1: Four. Four. Whoa, but, it, really? but I opened the show, Big Dog, and, and I was going to say, speaking on your behalf, now you can speak to it live and in person here, uh, the old half a point that's out there on many of these games. Oh, Don't underestimate the dreaded half a point.
2: As somebody who is someone who sets bread, uh, has had, I'm not kidding, Coach, I might as well admit it, I, I did have a business at one point for about eight years before I met you. And uh, I know all about this stuff, and I want to explain the difference between three and four, and what just happened this afternoon, and how I'm not happy about it whatsoever.
1: That sounds like fascinating radio. You're going to to explain the difference to our listeners between the three-point and four-point spread. Yes, it's one-point, Coach. Thank you very much. yeah <laughs> Like I said in our uh, email that we sent out, that's the kind of analysis you get here on the two guys in a Mike show. By the way, speaking of so, so spread.
2: I will get into it. I want to explain what happened in Vega. Oh, okay. yes. Yes,
1: thank All you right. very much. Oh, what is your favorite spread, by the way? Point spread? A bed spread? A cheese spread? Or is there any other spreads I'm forgetting?
2: Uh, you are definitely forgetting one, Coach. Yeah, okay. Let's. Without... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. 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 All right. So you you you, put, you you like the point spread over the cheese spread? Uh, you you know
2: yes, I do. I'm not a big cheese spread guy. Just give me a regular hunk of cheese. Yeah, I would I agree. Need,
1: I, I don't need air induced cheese. I can just <laughs> take regular cheese. Right. I would agree. And while we're at it, I would put the bed spread in the air. We used to play underrated and overrated. The the bread spread is totally over. Bed spread is for looks only. It's aggravating. you got to make it in the morning. you got to take it off at night. It serves no real purpose unless it's 20 below out. I would argue, Big Dog, that even more overrated than the air-induced cheese spread is the traditional bed spread. Thank you.
2: You see, To me, that's that's, that's no big deal. I have no problem with the bed spread because <laughs> I don't have to make it in the morning. because I'm, I'm never going to end up with a woman that would expect me to ever make a bed. If she wants the bed made it, go right ahead. Go right ahead. Okay. So And that's about it. So.
1: All right. So, Suffice it to say the point spread is your second favorite spread.
2: Uh yes, so far that's about as far as I can go.
1: Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Four games big dub. Very excited about this week. I know the Bears, our favorite team, aren't playing, but I'm over it. So what at this point? We got four pretty intriguing matchups. Very much looking forward to it, and very much looking forward to your beat the Schmoes football picks.
2: Yeah, and Coach, I always do extremely well in the playoffs every year. Every year, and I'm going to hopefully continue the streak. I want to pick four games. To be honest with you, I don't know which game I'm leaving out. That's actually the most difficult thing for me for the weekend is uh, figuring out which game to leave out. Well,
1: uh, Producer David Olson, I don't see any reason. Can we give the callers and our fine-esteemed co-host the option? Absolutely. So if you want to go full frontal all four this week, you can do so.
0: Exactly. Our show, our rules. There
1: you go, Big Dog. Okay. Now I'm keep in mind, you know, you, you, if you make a bad pick, you can't eliminate. Once you pick the four, all four will count towards your. Uh, I mean, your... Absolutely, and you know how hard it is to go three and one in a four-game weekend.
2: Difficult. Yep. It's difficult to win money. Typically, everybody goes two and two. You bet a hundred bucks a game. Next, you know you lost twenty dollars. You're like, how the heck that happened? Mm-hmm. I just paid twenty dollars to watch football all weekend. So you got to be careful. So you got to make sure you go three and one uh, over the weekend. And coach. You were talking about how excited you are, even though the Bears aren't in it. And I am, and I'm always excited this weekend. And you have made statements in the past like, oh, we got to go through the long, cold month of January. And I understand where you're coming from. Yes. I am not kidding you. The football playoffs helped me make it through it. I'm not kidding you. Even if the Bears aren't in it, I love football so much. And I look forward to the game. If I am in a situation in my life where I'm working and don't have to miss the, those playoff games, I actually, I can make it through well, January, no problem.
1: The problem with your theory, and I, I say the same thing theory. for you. No,
2: no, no. This is how I feel. I'm, I'm not just talking ca- about how anybody else see the world. I, know, saying, I understand That's
1: that. how I see the world, and it's not a theory. Well, the all right, but here's the problem with how you see the world, and I would say the same thing as you, except I would install basketball and in plays football. The problem is that the long, cold winter lasts two and a half months and the excited football weekends that you have last year. What are they about three or four different dates? So, what do you yeah, do but, the others? But,
2: you know, but that's all my friends coming over. We're all having a good time. It's the coach. It's I don't know. it's just it makes it everything worth it because okay. I know I'm going to see people and I, I know certain teams are. Okay. My, certain I, I got to tell you something. It makes uh, it makes this long part of the and I tell you when after the championship games are done, it's over for me because I you got to wait two ge- weeks for the Super Bowl. Yeah. I usually don't throw the Super Bowl party and so. I have to admit, it's done after the championship game. I I feel like tumbleweed going over the snow when I have to walk four miles to the train station, trust Uh me. See, But otherwise, when I'm walking there, I'm like, am I going to take the Saints am I going to take uh, New Orleans? I mean, uh, San Francisco. And I just think about this as I walk
1: through the (laughs) streets. By the way, the championship games next weekend, both of them are on Sunday, correct?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely, okay. coach. And they moved them back about three years ago. They used to start at 11:30 mm-hmm. Central Time, but now they start at 2 p.m. Central Time. So that second game is completely prime time, ending at like 9 p.m. Mm-hmm.
1: for us. So right. gotta check so the next day of football. next Sunday calendar. That is absolutely must see TV. And of course, we're oh, gonna absolutely. find out we'll find out which of the uh, Final Four gets through this weekend. Some intriguing matchups. Uh, one prohibitive favorite. Couple of uh, definitive favorites. One game, you know, the New Orleans San Francisco game. People going back and forth on this one. I, the more I go back and forth, the more I flash back to last, uh, last Saturday I think it was when I watched the New Orleans Saints play, and I remember how phenomenal their passing game was. And every time I flash back to that, I say, you know what, San Francisco, nice season, Jimmy Harbaugh, good, uh, great first year, but hang up the spikes. The Saints are moving on.
2: Yeah. Uh, he- you know what, I, and obviously I think New Orleans, uh, Las Vegas feels that way because if a point spread moved that means a lot of money has been bet on the New Orleans Saints. They, that they're trying to get people to start betting on the San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. The only reason why they do that. And and I, I've been thinking San Francisco all week, all week, all week. The only thing that's gotten me is not only my admiration for Drew Brees and how incredible this guy is. I mean, he's having as good a season as anybody's ever had and he's Probably going to be the MVP of the league this season. Is I really like the guy. Forget how much how good of a player I think he is. I mean, that's like one of the few football players. He's won the Walter Payton Man of the Year award before, and that's a guy who definitely has deserved it. He probably could get a repeat uh, award. So, I actually have they named that award yet, Coach? Hi. I. Know it, it, it might be this Sunday. I think they they name it at like the halftime of one of the games. It's it's coming up pretty soon where they named the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award.
1: Mm-hmm. We will uh, keep an eye out on for that. Let me also mention when we're talking the New Orleans Saints and we talk Drew Brees and the unbelievable passing game that they have, there is a gentleman who is their starting running back, and we talked Aaron Sproles, the little kid coming out of the backfield, very exciting to watch, but not many people talk about their starting tailback from our very own University of Illinois, great kid, Great character. Nobody talks about him. He's one hell of a football player. Big dog, Illinois, in their infinite unwisdom, never used him properly. But Pierre no. Thomas, Pierre Thomas, is really a big part of the Saints' offense.
2: Uh, yeah, you you remember me? You bring that up because I complained about it every week when he was at out I'm like, their kick returner and their third string running back is their best football player. You know, so yeah, the Saints drafted this kid. It was like in the seventh round and what every year he's gotten a little better and he's the perfect cuz he got Sproles is the unbelievable guy out of the backfield running the draws what he caught like 90 passes or something like that this year he, he had a phenomenal season Pierre Thomas is powerful and quick and then they got Chris Ivory coach their third back who is just a hammer so they got a little dart they got a hammer, and then they got the in-between guy, here. Oh. Thomas. Like you said, is just a good NFL running back.
1: Big Dung, you've been in the trenches. How hard is it for the average NFL defensive lineman, 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", from a physiological standpoint to bend over and catch a guy that's 5 feet, 6 inches tall? I mean, I, I would think, and again, you've been there. You've done that at least for the most part just the, the physiology of trying to bend down that low and catch the son of a gun and the fact that he happens to be almost a world class sprinter but but 64 trying to catch 56 you got to bend over you got to get low to make a tackle i would think that's pretty tough to do
2: well you, you know what, i think it is but it's, you know everybody wants to have a form tackle in the nfl and when you know whenever you think about like a big lineman trying to tackle a running back coach you're, you're thinking about doing it properly like in a form tackle but Let's admit, when a defensive lineman is trying to tackle Darren Sproles, they're not going to be able to get their hips in a position to square them up and get low and tackle them anyway. So they're going to be reaching and grabbing and trying to get a hold of them and, and pull them down more than they're ever going to, like you would exactly say, have to like mm-hmm. get low and get it. They, I don't think they would ever be fast enough to get that little uh, dust of wind you know, in position to actually hit him, he's like a butterfly coach. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think it would be possible for Vince Wilfork to actually tackle Darren Sproul.
1: <laughs> now, David Olson, as we're talking about Game One Saturday at three uh, thirty, it is New Orleans at San Francisco. A lot of people think, oh, New Orleans had the great season; they're the home team. No, it is at San Francisco. But you were doing some hydronics over there when we were mentioning New Orleans. You got, you got a little San Francisco fever going on. You know, I'm
0: huge behind the Saints. But I think San Francisco is going to take them out. And, and, and here are the two key stats why. San Francisco is 7-1 and at home this season, Uh-oh. and they didn't give up more than 10 points all season at home. And in order for New Orleans to be successful, they got to run up the score. In a low-scoring game, they will lose. Mm-hmm.
2: Hey, Doug? I like that. I like that. And, and San Francisco's kicker, David Akers, right now is having – the greatest season uh, any kicker's ever had, if you're not considering like like drilling like 55 yard bombs, he hit everything inside of 50, coach. Everything, and that's how the San Francisco will get one touchdown with the offense, uh, and hopefully some uh, like another cheap touchdown with a uh, some some other way, like a short drive for the offense, and then they'll get like four field goals. And I think this is, it finally catches up to the Saints right now. Wow. It's not having a dominant defense. Wow. When it happens, just to let you know, in the last five NFL games in a playoff game, uh, where a top four defense took on a top five offense, the top, the top, the defense won every single one of those games. And it was, a, and actually, to be honest with you, I saw the scores: half home blow-up. Hmm.
1: So when the immovable I mean, object that's- meets that's- the irresistible force, the uh, immovable object more often than not, knocks off the irresistible force. Yes,
2: and when you looked at the list, it was really funny seeing like New England Patriots getting knocked off. They were good teams that were getting knocked off. Mm-hmm. The greatest show on turf getting knocked off. Like teams like that were the ones that were losing.
1: Interesting. So, well, that, that applies to the second game on the schedule, too, the Saturday night game. Yeah, David.
0: Plus, the Saints also struggle outside.
2: I wouldn't say struggle. They're just not incredible. I would think you know, like the the Saints average was twenty seven and a half points a game outside, and I was like, "Wow, that's more than the." No, Bears no, no no,
0: no, no. They they average uh, twenty three point eight outside, thirty eight at a, inside this year.
2: Oh, oh, you know Huge what? You know Huge difference. Was, like the last four games that they've averaged twenty seven a game outside. But yeah, so twenty four points a game outside. That's and, and going into San Francisco is that twenty? Does that mean they're getting twenty? And then all of a sudden, David Acres. The Saints' defense is not going to shut anybody down. Not even Alex Smith, who basically all he has is the keys to the car, and his dad has told him don't ever speed if you get an accident, he'll <laughs> never drive again. You know that's basically what's going on. I, I I do like the Saints in this game. I mean, I like the
0: 49ers in this game too. Are we doing our beat the smoke picks now, game by game?
1: No, not necessarily. Let's just do a little analysis, and then we'll uh, get. The oh, we could, the do, we could do. We could do.
0: Why don't we just do that if we're going to go through game by game? Let's okay. just let's yeah. just you know. Yeah. In, That's no, fine. Uh, I, I've
1: been overruled. By the way, uh, folks, you want to make your Beat the Schmoes football picks, you can do it right here on the air. User-friendly Sports Talk Radio, eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. 6748 or you can email them in to mike2guys at com. Please don't email Sunday at 3 o'clock.
0: And before we get too far ahead, uh, Big Dog had mentioned the uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Yes,
1: sir. Uh What
0: the NFL is going to be doing is they're going to have a primetime special on Super Bowl Eve, and they're going to hand out all the awards that night. Nice. Awesome.
2: That's a great idea. That's a phenomenal idea. I'm so glad they're doing that. So, like, MVP, everything.
0: Yeah, yeah, MVP, Walter Payton, Man of the Year Award, uh, Coach of the Year, Comeback Player, Defensive Player, Defensive Rookie, and Offensive Player, Offensive Rookie. So all the major be, awards. The only
1: problem is that will be running a straight up head-to-head against the People Choice Awards. Okay.
2: <laughs> so uh, getting back to San Francisco and the Saints, the only thing that worries me, Coach, is that if, if that last money went on the Saints, um, that, that's usually smart money. usually it's a better you're like, oh no, I just lost a half a point. I can't wow. believe it and then and then you're like, wow, they killed them and you didn't <sighs> that half a point didn't even matter. So that's that's the only thing that works I hate. Wow. You would think I would like that because I would like the 49ers all week, but that actually all of a sudden that's that's a red flag for
1: me you've you've learned from experience that can mm-hmm. be a, a time for second thought. and again, I go back to my original statement is, Every time I start to think of the San Francisco 49ers and maybe the Saints streak coming to an end, I just flash back to last weekend's game, particularly that second half and how New Orleans looked just absolutely unstoppable. I know things can change from week to week, but that flashback is pretty eminent right inside my right frontal lobe, big dog. And that's why I think I'm going to go with the New Orleans Saints.
2: And okay, so you take uh you'll take minus the four. And you know what you note know the beautiful thing is, coach, I'm sitting there being like, Oh no, do they know something? I don't know. As soon as the game starts, all that'll be thrown out the window. I do not even care about the point spread. Yep. And I was gonna try to see. You know, it's so funny how that stuff doesn't matter once the game starts. All
1: right, so if you keep it score home, we're gonna go uh game by game, beat the Schmoes. Other shows play beat the pros here. On the two guys at a mic, show we defy the odds and play beat the Schmoes uh 8884636748 pick any 3 games if you want to do all 4 which we're going to do for this weekend um you can do that too but typically we just pick 3 games 8884636748 big dog and david olson taking san francisco and the 4 points at home and i'm going to go new orleans and give up the 4 point big dog was so excited about the games coming up this weekend had one of those disturbing football dreams again last night uh oh yeah, this one was at uh-oh, uh woke up probably about 2:33 o'clock in the morning. Shades were down so I couldn't see the snow outside, but there was a little bit of light in the room via the moonlight. I looked over at my wife. She looked just a little bit like Ex Bears offensive line coach Dick Stanfield.
2: That's. I, I feel that's inappropriate for the show, coach.
1: It was it was a rough dream. Rough dream. I was able to make it back to sleep, but uh very disturbing, nonetheless. You know, I've actually been pretty good. I haven't had the dreams lately. You know? I think that's been better for everyone. Take it easy. Take it <laughs> easy. All right. Speaking of dreams, Saturday night, seven o'clock prime time TV. I know you said the ratings are down. Typically on Saturday night, but a lot of people cancel with their social plans. I know the ladies of Chicago are going to have to wait their turn because the Big Dog will not be out this Saturday night. It's Denver at New England's Cinderella trying to put on the shoes against uh, the powerful New England Patriot. Big Dog, what do you think?
2: Hey, coach, uh, I just want to let you uh, I am going to be watching that game, and I will be watching it with the ladies of the city of Chicago. I told you I had an issue with getting to that one-day training I had to do for that new cool job. Well, yep. I end up having to go back into the city, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, I'm going to have to watch the game in the city, so... I was like, okay, you can watch it with me. I have to go to a baby shower. I'm going to show up at the baby shower, go into the living room, and put the Tim Tebow versus Tom Brady game on. So I'll be watching it with like 30 women at a baby shower.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. David, also, we could do we could do an entire show on that. Thought. There's so many ways you could go. But we do got to break down the games. But Big Dog, at a, are you going to be the only male there?
2: Um, I'm going to guess that there's going to be at least two guys there. I'm positive there's going to be two guys there. I'm positive of that. Other than that, I'm going to say well, I would doubt there'd be more than like three other guys. And trust me, when I come in, I, mean, I do it for the show. Sorry, excuse me, ladies. i got to do it for the show. Then why are you drinking like 10 beers So if you're doing it for the
1: show? <laughs> you ever seen a show, David Olson? It's brand new. I've caught it a few times. It has a little bit of draw to it. It's called The New Girl. With Zoe, Dewey or Zooey De Chanel. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm very familiar with
1: it. Did you see the one where uh, I watched it on Hulu a couple days ago, where the guy is the only guy at, at the uh, baby shower? Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I've seen
1: that. Yeah, <laughs> that's I'm picturing Big Dog in that particular scene. <laughs> it's, I haven't
2: seen it, but uh, I saw one advertisement for that show, and it, I have to. It looked very entertaining, is the best way for me yeah. to say
1: it. Yeah, she's pretty cute.
2: Yeah, like that's it. exactly what I'm trying to say. Wow, she looked like a pretty nice girl, actually.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that, that'll be interesting. But somehow, some way, even though you're going to be at the baby shower, you're the only guy. Theoretically, you're going to sequester yourself away and watch the game.
2: Uh, well, no, they have a really nice television right in the middle of the living room. Uh, so, no, right you know, in the so middle of the park? You don't know how I can do it. I will have. I have a, a headset, and I have the phone. The game on my phone. And I can sync it up perfectly, put the headset uh, so I can have an, right. something in my ear and no one will even know that i am actually be able to watch, listen to the game.
1: A lot of disturbances, a lot of distractions, but God bless you if you can pull it off. All right.
2: I got I to say, besides, there's a lot of distractions going on at the place. Wow. It's okay, no, man. So the game, 13.5 points, yes. New England, its favorite at home against the, the Denver Tebow. So what do you think? I'm definitely going with the New England Patriots here in this game. Uh, it finally comes to a roaring end. Uh, what will end up happening is it will be a pretty good game, but eventually Tom Brady hits a couple big passes, bing, bang, boom. Uh, to be able to win by 14, should, should it'll definitely be enough. The Tebow story is great, Coach, and I hope people get off his back, let the Broncos try to see if he can win next year as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Just because he'll lose this game doesn't mean he's a loser.
1: I agree uh, with that, but I, I think an underrated aspect of this particular game, you know, Tebow, 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 Tebow I love the story. I don't have any problem with it but nobody's talking about what i think is going to be the key to the game uh, we talk about pierre thomas underrated mm-hmm. for the new orleans saints well very underrated i'm not saying that the greatest defense i've ever seen but the denver bronco defense in particular their defensive backfield damn good and what do you think about denver's defense will they be able to at least contain new england's offense i think that's the matchup to watch
2: well uh, let's face it if brian dawkins finally comes can play this week the, the backups for the Denver Broncos have not played well in the secondary since Brian Dawkins has been has been out so if he can play this week he didn't play in the New England game and look what that was the first game that, uh, that he didn't play if you imagine they scored 43 points they were totally victimized that day so uh, that, I think that's a coach that's a major major point that you're bringing up that matchup is huge if Brian Dawkins plays the Broncos chances of keeping it close are a lot better
1: Brian Dawkins plays what the opposite cornerback spot from uh, Champ Bailey. No, no,
2: no. He's a he's a free safety. Free so safety. He's, okay. He's, I mean that guy is he's been All Pro five or six times in his career. He was having a renaissance year for him, and then all of a sudden he got hurt. And in that whole run where they went seven and one, Brian Dawkins during that eight game span played better than Tim Tebow did.
1: A lot better than okay. Tim Tebow did. Ladies so and gentlemen, beat him desperately. Quick, quick Denver Bronco trivia questions. Stump the poll, if you will. This might be dating the Big Dog, but what the hell. A lot of people have been dating the Big Dogs in the past, so we'll give it a shot. Denver Bronco, all pro, free safety. I don't think he was a defensive back. Free safety, a quarterback in college at Tulane University, but he became a great Denver Bronco defensive back for many of their Orange Crush teams. Dennis Smith. Do you remember? Do you remember the Orange Crush teams? That might be before your time.
2: Yeah, well, no, they, they lost to the Cowboys twenty-seven to ten in in the Super Bowl in, in January of seventy-eight mm-hmm. in the Superdome.
1: Steve, uh, Steve Foley.
2: Well, I knew that name. I just didn't. Yeah, I knew he played DB for him. I didn't realize he played that. And I only Tulane. remember
1: that because he was the quarterback uh, at Tulane right after I went to uh, Tulane. He was a pretty good quarterback, turned into a great defense back for the Denver Broncos. Um,
2: just, just to let you know, Coach, the, the rules to stump the poll are it has to be a trivia question yes. after 1980. Yes.
1: I apologize for breaking the rules.
2: But, no, uh, you can ask
1: me any question before that, too, so I, I lost. I, I'm a loser. All right. Uh So I, you're you going to take New England over Denver. And 13-and-a-half, um, that's a lot of points, but it is at New England. I would think, see if you're with me here, when I was thinking how I would defend the Denver Bronco, I think the key was the offensive coordinator, letting Tim Tebow, you know, uh, change from the tight briefs to the very loose-fitting boxer shorts as far as offensive play calling and passing. You know, he was free and easy. He let the ball go down the fifth. I'm the New England Patriots. See if you're with me here. Defensively, what I would do is I'd take away the deep pass. I would force Tebow to make he's the 10th. All day underneath. Yeah, yep. I, I don't think he's very accurate. Would you, would you agree that's the defensive game plan? Uh,
2: I, I would, Without a doubt, I'd have him beat me all day underneath, make him make reads. And <clears throat> you also <clears throat> have a way to have uh, 22 eyes on him. because, And you can play... Option defense so much better when you're playing zone pass coverage, and I all all week when I you you heard what I said on Monday I went off on Pittsburgh's uh, pass defense or their whole defensive scheme whatsoever. I could have gone I could have talked sixty minutes about how poor it was, Coach. If you have if you're worried about the option, if you want to play man to man, all you got to do is run your receivers off. Okay, that's that's the corners automatically out of it. They've turned their back to them, and if uh, people decides to run, you got a guy. You're chasing some guy downfield. Tebow's running. Okay, you got to make Tebow beat you all day long on underneath passes. Maybe they're easy passes and he can complete those little two-yard passes. He can't complete the 15-yard passes. Tebow's problem, either way downfield or the short one. Mm-hmm. That's what you absolutely coach. You just and if you're sure. the outside linebacker and you know, oh, okay, uh, I'll have the pitch man because my defensive end. This guy's gonna smash Tebow in the mouth. He's not gonna be indecisive. He's gonna sit around. He's gonna smash him in the mouth. So I know I could, you know, make the read play and then get to my position in either zone or the pitch man. It's extremely simple, and he can just go back to the reads he used to make in high school, and everything is easy. When you have these guys playing man, and you're the outside linebacker, you're like, well, I have the running back if it's a pass play, but what if he holds the ball? What if he gives it to the first running back? you guys got these guys all confused out there. Do not get an athlete confused ever, ever, coach.
1: Don't want to be thinking out there. You want to be reacting. Exactly. Absolutely, good analysis from the big dog. By the by, everybody talking about Tebow, we're forgetting about New England has a pretty good quarterback, Tom Brady. He's probably very happy that all the Tebow mania is out there. But uh, about two weeks ago, maybe three issues ago, Sports Illustrated excellent article on Tom Brady with quotes from his dad, not Tom Brady, by the way, on what happened during his college days at Michigan and how that was you know remember he wasn't a star in college had oh, to fight
2: he, he got for, done wrong in college coach he, he was he was done totally wrong uh, I I've, I've heard Tom Brady's dad speak a lot mm-hmm. I just watched the Brady 6 last night and it talks about Brady the, the Brady 6 there's a there's the a six. 1 hour NFL show special NFL uh, network special and it talks about the six quarterbacks drafted before Tom Brady in the 2000 draft and Bill Belichick is awesome when he's I love Bill Belichick, Coach. Just want to let you know, he's one of my favorite football personalities ever. The guy truly just loves the game of football. And, you know, he's totally honest in all this, and he's like, you know, we thought Brady was the best quarterback the whole time, but we didn't want to take him because we were figuring, why did Lloyd Carr not want to start him while he was at Michigan? He's like, why, did, why couldn't they see how good this guy was? So maybe there was like... Yeah something like an issue character issue
1: that we didn't know about well uh, there there wasn't a big big part of the reason as you read the article is the boy wonder you remember this kid he was a drew henson uh yeah drew henson who was Uh a major league baseball prospect phenomenal athlete coming out of high school very high-powered dad who you know basically told michigan you know drew henson will come to michigan but when he was a junior he said he would commit but you know senior year you can't bring in any quarterbacks, that kind of dad, and the whole image around him. And Tom Brady had to battle, in particular, uh, the image of the Golden Boy, Drew Henson. Yeah,
2: and don't forget, when he was there, uh, everybody on the team thought he should have been started instead of uh, Brian Greasy when they won the national title in 97. Tom Brady was a sophomore. Mm-hmm. And everybody on the team back then was like, you know what, the, the sophomore is better than the senior, and he should be starting. So, like, like Tom Brady, his whole... Career at Michigan, they never wanted to play the guy. And then finally in the Orange Bowl, his last game, they let him play the whole game and he beats Alabama. And still nobody gave him a chance. Virgin yep. Wynn was picked before him. Giovanni Who? Carmazzi was picked in the second round, coach.
1: I think I had that at the La Villa restaurant a couple weeks ago. Delicious, isn't it? Who was so the first guy? Somebody ordered a dish ahead of him. Okay. T. Martin, <laughs> remember him? T. Martin from Tennessee?
2: Yes. Excellent college quarterback.
1: That's, boy, that's... there's some scouts, some highly paid scouts who spent a lot of time analyzing the quarterbacks and they thought T. Martin would be better than Tom Brady.
2: And by the way, so uh, Tom Brady was the last quarterback pick. The quarterback that was picked 31 spots ahead of him and, and the, the, last, the second last quarterback pick was Mark Bolger. <laughs> so Mark Bolger fell that far too, if you think about it, as opposed to carmazzi and spurgeon win and oh that's it's pretty
1: funny isn't it interesting and all right the, so we got your pick you a big dog you're taking new england giving up the 13 and a half david olson gonna pull off the upset here this is cinderella versus the giant a lot of people tuning in
0: i'm taking denver in the points
2: okay so yeah this is this is uh separation day for for uh
1: Well, our two, both of you guys are red hot on your predictions, so something's got to give on this one. Yeah, are you picking Denver to win it or just to... I'm I'm taking Denver to cover. Okay. All right. I'm going to go the same way, Big Doug. I'm going to take Denver to cover. I went back and forth on this game, played all the scenarios out through my head as I couldn't get to sleep last night. looking at my wife who looked like uh, uh, ex Bear offensive line coach Dick Stanfield. So for the hour that I was awake, tossing and turning, went through all the different scenarios, finally... It hit. It's going to come down to a game winning field goal. It's going to be regulation, not overtime. It's going to be right down to the wire. Tebow Mania is going to be that close to pulling off the miracle, but the New England Patriots will win it barely on a late, late field goal. It's going to be a great game. Tebow and the Broncos go down, but I'm taking Denver in the point.
0: I think Denver's just going to keep it tight all game, and New England will still win by like 10.
1: Please do not argue with my dreams.
2: Uh, I got New England thirty-seven to thirteen. And by the way, I got I've got uh, I've got the the Saints. I mean, I got the Forty ers winning twenty-three to twenty-one. Yeah.
1: Well, you also have a slight case of hemorrhoids. So who's you know who's going to listen to you?
2: I wouldn't call that slight, Coach.
1: May a crazed pole vaulter Big Dog slip under your sister's dress?
2: Go go right ahead. I don't like my sister.
1: May the weird holy man t- or. Uh, May the bird of happiness take a crap on your birthday cake. I really don't eat cake,
2: Coach. I really just pass
1: away. Yeah. Speaking of which, speaking of which, I know you're not pubbing this up too much, but uh, you got the big 4-0 coming up. And our listening audience is very anxious to, uh, even if we're not going to have a big party for you, that they can uh, attend at least via the Internet airwaves. The people, don't forget, we're pumping out the seven different continents out there. Big A lot of big dog fans out there living their lives vicariously through the adventures of the big dog but you got the 40 coming up and please don't keep it quiet on us now we we want to uh you know have a little build-up to it. Is it april may june
2: it's uh september
1: and it is the 40.
2: yeah it is see the beautiful thing about my birthday is typically uh like there ends up being a long like labor day weekend around it mm-hmm. and yeah people have tended to we, we partied a lot of my brain. I don't even think it's a big deal, but other people have made it a big deal over the years, not recently, which is cool. Right. But so, yeah, I think uh, who knows what'll happen this year, coach. Especially well, because I, I haven't checked out if the six is on like, uh, <laughs> if it's on like a Saturday when Labor Day is like the eighth. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness, coach. It gets <laughs> ugly. It gets really ugly in those years. Yeah.
1: David also, we put our discussion in yesterday, the fact that Big Dog has never been to Las Vegas. A man of Joel's ilk. And by the way, ilk spelled backwards is lick.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, uh,
1: a man of your ilk hasn't been to Vegas. You got the 40th birthday coming up. I think uh, could be producer, coach, big dog, Vegas, celebrating the 40th. Probably not in September though. We might go a little bit early. Uh,
2: that's fine with me. I can bet on. I can bet on August baseball, coach. That's no problem. <laughs> but the, the only problem is bet I on. can't. I, I can't do that because I, I, I'm going to work. From about May fifteenth uh, past my birthday, I'm going to hopefully be working seven
1: right. days a week. That's all right. We may be going in so April.
2: That we may be That going might be April. a good time. But please, if it is, could it be after April fifteenth? <laughs> one, one is because I have I have uh, I have the house to myself for two weeks. And trust me, I do not want to be not here when I have the house to myself for all two right, weeks. We can we, we can that's take it. But on April fifteenth is Lily really the lilac's birthday. Okay, and it's also the celebration, which I want you to go to this year. The, the se- celebration of Salvatore Joseph II's ah. uh, new Joe's, the second uh, yes. life. And uh, it's basically a, a charitable event for, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, fibrosis.
1: So where, where is it held at?
2: It's usually out in one of the western suburbs right off of 88, Coach, mm-hmm. so it wouldn't be that bad of a jaunt for you to come out here. Okay. So uh,
1: Let me know. Maybe I'll produce some uh, we'll, we'll, J.C. Sports and Tees. We'll make up some T-shirts for it.
2: No, that sounds excellent. You can do this year's Celebration Church if they don't have somebody else. They're always really good, Coach. Uh-huh. Excellent
1: stuff. Outstanding. So. All right, we got our social calendar filled. out. I love the concept, by the way, of going in to Las Vegas in August when it's like 120 and betting on August baseball. Yeah, give me the Oakland A's minus two and a half.
2: No, no, hey. no, no. The way you would do that, you like Oakland – would be like minus one twenty five and the team they yeah. are playing would be like plus one fifteen. Yeah.
1: Only the sickos would be in Vegas in August, betting on baseball.
2: Yeah, and you can you can go over and get P Rose's picks of the day if you want to. And I'm not kidding. <laughs> Sits in a booth and you go up to him and say him like ten bucks and he will tell you what the pick for the day, and I'm not kidding.
1: All right. But at any rate we got the big four o coming up for the big dough so that'll be a uh... Part of our programming, very very exciting as you delve further into middle age. But let us delve further into the uh, pro football weekend. Now we move on to Sunday, and again, if you're keeping score at home, uh, coach David Olson taking Denver, Big Dog giving up the 13 and a half, taking New England. Sunday at 12 o'clock, Big Dog. Not many people talking about the game. I think it's going to turn out to be a decent game. Houston Texas, one of the surprise teams with all the injuries they've had, had a heck of a year against an unpredictable Baltimore Raven team. Ravens are at home. Seven-and-a-half point favorite. How you see this one?
2: I'm going to take the the Ravens. I do expect a decent game, but the Ravens aren't just going to be able to run right over them. But they'll be able to separate late because the, the Texans are going to be forced to do stuff that they don't want to do. And I don't think D.J. Yates can just... Like lead them through the the Raven defense right now. Terrell Suggs and Haloti uh, Nata, the defensive line for the Baltimore Ravens. It's either them or the Giants that have the best defensive line in football. Even though the Ra- I mean the the Texans got a pretty good one with uh, JJ Watt and a couple other of those boys along the line, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Ravens minus a seven and a half in this one. Mm-hmm. And that's a Sunday one o'clock game. That's gonna be like the, the that's like the one game of the whole weekend that nobody's really excited about.
1: Uh, Twelve o'clock.
2: Uh, I'm at one o'clock Eastern. My yeah. fault.
1: Yeah, twelve o'clock. Yeah, there's, it's certainly the least sexy of the games, but sometimes it come out and surprise you and It can be actually a pretty good game. But Baltimore, and I figures to be a low scoring game. That's the only reason. And this is one big dog we talked about at the start of the show. The dreaded half a point. You've been burned, have you not, in the past with that half a point?
2: Oh my goodness! This, the last couple of weeks, like you, you, you laughed because like I had like a three week period where like I had a game every week where I like the last. 3 weeks every game I've lost has been like by a total like a point or a half a point.
1: This so. is one of those games where I got me a feel and that half a point is going to dig deep with a lot of people but I am going to agree with you. I think the Baltimore Ravens will defeat the Houston Texans. A little bit scary cuz Houston's got that boy great know, they, running they, game. Well, they got yeah, and they got they got you know nothing to lose. It's been a great season. Uh-huh. They lost their quarterback, they lost their uh people forget they lost one of the best defensive linemen in the game, Mario Williams, beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah, he's top five defensive end in the game. Yeah, a lot of people said, you know, he was, you know, he he was the Houston Texan defense, so they still lose him. Brand new coach. Brand, no, no, I'm sorry. Kubiak is in his second or third year?
2: Second year, I think. For I sure it's second year.
1: Keep confusing Tennessee and Houston's coaches, but, uh, so, you know, psychologically, they've got nothing to lose. They can go into the game free and easy. A rookie quarterback with, Quite, you know you could say there's pressure on them there's not that much pressure because everybody expects them to get beaten so I worry about the pick but I am going to take I agree with you take the Baltimore Raven David Olsen
0: I'm the voice of dissension I think it's going to be a very very low scoring game I think Baltimore will win but I think Houston's going to cover I think it's gonna be a, I I I'd be surprised if either team put up 14 points Wow it's, it's all it's so like it's all going to be on the ground game. game. It's just going to be they're both going to be running the ball.
2: Uh, yeah, I look say this that game will go by extremely fast. You're going to have like a one of the halves will have like five total possessions in it. Something like that's going to happen in this game. Don't don't be surprised if that happens. A
1: little lack of respect from producer David Olson for a, a Joe Flacco. Maybe rightfully so. By the way, speaking of uh, uh, of games going quick, Big Dog, I found a fairly successful taping technique for the people that you know including this weekend I just don't have time to sit down and watch all four games as much as I'd like to from start to finish here's what I did last week and I've done it before pretty successful little hint to all the tapers out there if you if you can DVR the games okay you watch you tune in like a minute or 2 minutes before the end of the first half see if anything dramatic happens there you then catch the quick analysis from the announcers, you can fast-forward through the commercials, and you kind of catch up pretty quickly by watching that last minute or two and the quick analysis, a little bit of the stats, what's happened in the first half, boom. Second half, you can tape through the commercials. By doing that, you can get a great feel for all four games, and you can watch them in a reasonable amount of time. I found it very successful.
2: Thank I'm glad everybody has taken notes, and we, we now know how to watch a, a sporting event. That's sad.
1: Uh, I'm just here to uh, educate if I can, big Throw Throwing some, you know, coaches' hints out there. Thank you very much. Ones that probably nobody will listen to, including yourself.
2: I got to tell you, they messed up. My they thought they improved the DVR by now uh, it fast forwards and then goes back. I like that. Well, I'm a type of guy that could stop it at the proper time, and I'm all upset because now, like during the football games when I have one taped, I can't watch play by play because. Oh, out of having to watch the play and fast-forward and it jerks back and I already know what happened. It, that, it
1: makes me crazy. Uh, okay. I never thought of it that way, but I've actually kind of liked that because you can't stop it right on the spot, and then it goes back a little bit. Okay, but I can see it from your standpoint. All right. Tales <laughs> from the DVR here with the big dog and the coach. All right. Game four. So we got our predictions in. Again, if you're keeping score at home, and if you're just tuning in, you want to make your beat the Schmoes football picks, dial it up. Coach and the big dog, user friendly sports talk radio. We're right here for you. Nothing to be worried about. 888-463-6748. Both the coach and Joe Rodwanski picking the Baltimore Ravens, giving up the seven and a half. David Olson taking the Houston Texans in a low scoring game. Uh, Sunday, the final game, big dog. A lot of people looking forward to the, uh, this game, including myself. The New York Giants with a lot of momentum taking on the Green Bay Packers. Your thought? No.
2: What's the point spread on this one? Seven and a half. Now, David, you said the only one that moved all week. I thought the Packers were actually eight and a half point favorites at one point.
1: No, was no. They, they, that? that line's been seven and a half all
0: week. Okay, okay.
2: I, mean, I, do, I, okay I, I can
0: go look it up, and I'm almost no, no, certain fine. those are the lines on I, Monday. I
2: know, I know it's been seven and a half the last couple days. That was just why I thought it maybe started out a little higher. No big deal. But I am going with the Giants. I will take the seven and a half points, and I really like the Giants. I like. I, I. didn't. I don't think they're going to win. Like I think the Saints, the other hundred is going to win. I do like the. I think it's going to be end up being a phenomenal game. The Giants have a great defensive line. The Packers have a bunch of injuries still on their offensive line. They got a bunch of backups playing tackle. The running game is suspect. James Starks still hurt. If the Giants can make it one dimensional, we can head to one of those crazy, crazy shootouts where the Giants and Packers go back and forth. And the Giants were the worst running team in the NFL. Have run the ball well the last two games of the season and in the first game of the playoffs. So I'm going to say that they're more like the regular Giants who can run the ball typically than the one at the beginning of the season.
1: Mm-hmm. Two weeks off for the Packers. Advantage or disadvantage? And that's then cool. throw. Huh?
2: Well, that's a. I'm, I didn't mean to coach up. off. Don't forget that Aaron Rodgers didn't play the last week of the season. That's true. So he's been. He hasn't played since week 16. So week 17 no first week and now he's coming in That's 3 weeks. I don't know why they did that. Let the guy play.
1: Yeah. Stupid. Especially if if they were playing the next week maybe. But if you know you got next week off, yeah, timing-wise and keeping the momentum going, that's a that's a big space of time, 3 weeks between games and, and don't and forget now, also you got the, you know, his his offensive coordinator, well not I guess yeah. Mike McCarthy's the main guy, but certainly a guy he's very close to on a personal basis, the quarterback coach's son passed away. He hasn't been there all week, and that they were at the funeral and stuff. So that has to have some effect on uh, Green Bay Packers, and in particular, the quarterback Aaron Rodgers.
2: As, as a matter of fact, I do the the the, the funeral was Friday morning, so I'm assuming that they've either been to the funeral or at the funeral right now as a team. Mm-hmm. And that, I don't know. If the, I know that brings you closer together as a team, without a doubt, it brings you but closer together as a team, but. I don't know how it plays with them mentally going into this game whatsoever. Yeah. I, I don't think it will affect them adversely, Coach. I really don't.
1: And remember, this is not your typical funeral of, like, you know, a coach's father. This is a 21-year-old kid that just suddenly died. So that that makes it, I think, a lot different from a psychological oh, absolutely. standpoint. Absolutely
2: yeah. a- absolutely it does. I mean, there's way like, to, oh, he lived a long life. Let's celebrate his life. You, right. You don't celebrate the life of a 21-year-old. Right. <laughs> you know, you just don't.
1: All right, you mentioned that defensive line, Justin Tuck, Osei Imanora, and, of course, uh, who could forget Juan Pierre Peter-Paul Pistone. What's that guy's name again?
2: Juan Pierre-Paul.
1: Oh, no, it's Jason Peter-Paul, right?
2: Jason Peter-Paul. He's pretty good. He's got the biggest shoulders on the planet. He's the only guy whose shoulders do not cover his pants don't cover his shoulders, Coach. He looks stupid out there. I'm like, go get some correct fit and shoulder pads. But he can't. Yeah. His shoulders are too big.
1: In high school, when they would, we would wait in line for the uh, equipment handout, you know, August 20th, first day of practice, the equipment manager, get the hell out of line. You already got your stuff. No, no, I need my shoulder pads. He goes, no, you already got them. That dude's a big boy.
2: <laughs> he is massive. He is the epitome of a brick, you know what, house,
0: coach. <laughs>
1: Juan Paul Pierre Peter Pistone. I love that guy. So we'll keep an eye on the defensive line. Don't forget. One hit. I just my my words to Matt Flynn. Stay ready. Be ready. Stay thirsty, my friend.
2: Yeah, stay and, and that's another thing. I can think about what benching Rodgers did the last week of the season. Rodgers has never had a game like Flynn has had. Do you think his confidence is shaken, Coach?
1: <laughs> Are you talking about the six-touchdown game from Matt Flynn? Yeah, no, I don't think.
2: 480 hard six-touchdowns? No. Maybe Rodgers is like, man, I've never done that. Maybe I should be second starting yeah. on this team. Yeah. They're going to pull the trigger if I have a bad game in the first yeah. quarter. I'll,
1: I'll think about that for two seconds and say I don't think Aaron Rodgers' confidence is uh, shaken one <laughs> bit. Right. But I, I came up with a theory on Monday, which you completely shot down. I mean, you threw me to the Wolves. You threw me to the pit balls out on Chicago Avenue there when I suggested the Packers should start Matt Flynn for a couple of series. <laughs> See what one Peter, Pierre, Paul, Pistone, and the rest of the boys are doing on the defensive line. And instead of getting Rodgers killed in the first two series, let Matt Flynn be the guinea pig, make your adjustments, and then bring Aaron Rodgers in. But you told me I was basically three sheets to the win.
2: You know what, Coach? It just hit me. That is absolutely brilliant, and I want to tell you why, and I'm not kidding. Thank you. I don't think Matt Flynn's going to lose the game if he comes in. If you send Matt <laughs> Flynn in the game, okay, and have like Aaron Rodgers like on the sideline with his hands in his, the front of his pants, yep. with a ball cap on, yep, and the, everybody in the Packers realizes he's going to come in in a in a you know in a series, okay, but everybody in the Giants' sideline will freak out. And they'll be like, hold on, he didn't play the last See? week of the season. Is he really hurt? They will, you know You know what, coach? And then, next thing you know, like, like you have a play, you run it right to your side of uh, a sideline where, like, Matt Flynn has has like, a roll up play to your sideline. Okay, and he throws them down the field, and immediately <laughs> you just run Rodgers on the field, and you run like a quick hurry-up offense. And while the he guys like are that. like, oh my god, we're not, we don't have to face Rodgers! Next thing you know, he's in the middle of a of a two-minute offense uh-huh. on you, right in the middle of a drive, I and it. you'll score a touchdown, like boom, just like uh, that. And all of a sudden, you have all the momentum. I like your thoughts. Actually, think about the, the the psychological ploy you could do to the Giants if you did that.
1: I'm glad, glad you finally. I'm glad you finally came over to my way of thinking. Because if he if he had played the
2: like the since he didn't play at all, maybe all of a sudden they're like, holy cow, that when he was probable in the injury report, he, that they actually meant it. <laughs> So that's pretty
1: funny, Coach. Yeah, we'll see if – I don't think it's going to happen, but, you know, stranger things have happened. David Olsen, Giants, and the Green Bay Packers, 7.5 points at Green Bay. The weather is uh, pretty similar to here. There'll be snow on the ground, but it, it sounds like it's not going to be like blizzard conditions, I don't think. David Olsen checking the weather conditions as we speak.
2: Well, you know what? Uh, hopefully, I if, you, if you, both of these teams rely on their pass rush, Like, uh, big time, because the Packers don't stop the run that well. They just try to get ahead of you, and then they have Clay Matthews chase your quarterback for four quarters, and eventually you start throwing interceptions. They threw 32, so Eli's got to take care of the ball. So that's a a snowy field and slowing down a defensive line. I don't know who it hurts more, the Packers or the Giants. Mm
0: -hmm. It is going to be snowing in Green Bay today, tomorrow but Sunday is going to be partly cloudy and 30 degrees, so it is a lovely day.
2: Oh, it'll be perfect. They have the. 30? Best,
1: uh, Not sure. 30, 30.
2: degrees. Be, it'll be fine, coach. They, all the snow will be off. They have the best, uh, what do you call it, coil system in all of the NFL. And it was. It was uh, they put that in in the 60s or something like that, and that's still one of the best coil system in all of the NFL. So,
1: yeah. I'm waiting for the guy that put the coil system in the Lambeau field to get into the clothing business. Because I'll be one of his first customers. Thank you very much. David Olson, your thoughts on the uh, 7.5-point spread? Are you going with Green Bay or the up-and-coming New York Giant?
0: I'm going with Green Bay.
1: Oh!
0: Wow. Despite New York's performance last week, week. despite it, New York has been wildly inconsistent all year long. Uh, And... Following a performance like last week, I don't think they can match it, and I just I think Green Bay is going to steamroll them.
2: No, that that's the thing that worries me. The only thing that worries me about this is the Giants usually only play well when everybody counts them out, and all of a sudden everybody this week has been like, well, the Giants look great, and <laughs> yep. and I agree with them that the Giants look great. That that's the and you're right, David. That's the one. Other than that, I like the Giants, but that's the that's the thing that that's why it's the hardest pick of the week out of the four is the Packers mm-hmm. and the and the Green, and the Giants.
1: Final game of the day should be interesting to watch. I hate to do this to you, big dog. I hate to do it to you, but I'm going to go with you and take the New York Giants plus the 7.5. Sorry about that.
2: Well, you know, if I could do like the Joe Crispino thing, I'd be like, well, back in 2007, <laughs> in the last week of the season, the great, you know, it, like that, like 2007 matters anything with 2011.
1: The last yeah. six December January playoff games where a team has been 7.5 point favorite on the road, Following a bye when their quarterback did not start, of and it's those, a
2: rematch of a game played earlier in the yes, year. Yes,
1: five out of the six times that team has won, so make sure you pick that team.
2: Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. So that's that's. I'm going with that, yeah. coach. That's yeah. what I'm going with.
1: By the way, our inside sources are telling us. Don't be shocked. Don't be shocked. Uh, the cup convention is this weekend. Okay, our inside sources are telling us that Theo and Jed Hoyer. You know how? What, what did they do? They blew up the. Uh, what did they blow up at Harry Carey? They blew up the Bartman Ball? They Bowl? blew up the Bartman Ball. Yeah. Didn't they blow up a replica of the goat, too, or something like that? No, they actually blew up
2: a real goat, but that was because Ozzy Osbourne drank too much.
1: <laughs> and then they served a food special the next day, right?
2: Yeah, but well, I gotta tell you, those heroes were freaking tender. <laughs>
1: um, but here is what our inside sources are telling us. The rumor is that Jed and Theo are kind of going along with the game a little bit about Saturday afternoon right in the middle of the Crane Kenny session, they're going to blow up the whole damn Cub convention. Hotel, people, the entire thing, they're going to blow it up, and that'll be the last Cub convention ever, Big Dog. Inside sources, you heard it here first, on the thetalkzone.com.
2: No, I want to say this straight up. Uh, I, I have to admit the Cubs convention is a little corny, but the Cubs invented it, so it's cool. Every other team copied the Cubs. The Cubs did it first, so it's, it's cool that the Cubs did it. But I I know I make a little bit of fun of that. We make fun of it both times. But the Cubs should do this forever. Every other team, come up with your own idea.
1: Who do you think is going to take the Aramis Ramirez proper base running session?
2: Well, if Alfonso Soriano could ever get the first base, because he either hits a home run or strikes out.
1: Yes. He's
2: a lot of fun on the base
1: pass. He's a lot of fun. All right. (laughs) Oh, if we had another segment, we could do it on that. Different breakout sessions at the Cub convention, but we don't, Big Dog. Down to the final minute and a half. Uh, Final thoughts as you head into the weekend, Big Dog. And again, for those tuning in late, the Big Dog will be watching at least some of the games Saturday, including the big one Saturday night at a baby shower where you'll be in the middle of a wild party of women trying to watch the game. Fascinating information.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's extremely exciting watching uh, football with a bunch of yashis. So it's very, very good. And Yachi's a hot Asian girl. So I, I, I really can't complain, coach. My life could be worse.
1: Now, do they, I I baby showers, do they like give out like lingerie and stuff like that from, for baby showers or not?
2: This, this will be my first and hopefully last baby shower. And I want to remind everybody that I have the football games on my phone. I have a headset. I'll be coming from another job. I'll be on the train. And I'm going to take my sweet time getting to this baby shower, is the best way for me to explain it, coach. <laughs>
1: uh god bless you best of luck big dog stay out of trouble my only advice to you after a couple of drinks you're in the middle of the baby shower a lot of young divorcees there focus big dog concentrate stay on task focus take care of the matter at hand football first please.
2: well there's going to be about 50 girls there and i know That's... some of them are little big ones I, big girls i just have to remember which one is the pregnant one
1: <laughs> that can be problematic as well have a yeah, great I weekend could. Dog, enjoy the games, and we'll uh, recapitulate on Monday, okay?
2: Oh, that's a nice look.
1: Recapitulate, uh, David. What were you doing at ten o'clock before our show came on? You got to admit, even as dysfunctional as we are, we're more fun than whatever the hell else you were doing before at ten o'clock. Absolutely. <laughs> oh goodness! All right, have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you for listening. We'll be back on Monday at ten o'clock. Big Dog, the coach, and David Olson. Have a great one. Shovel up.